Uh, hey guys, we're back for another installment of Mobile Health Apps and Lifestyle. Uh, we're your hosts, Matthew. Habiba. This is where you say your names, guys. Habiba. Yeah, okay. Guys, you got it? Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, and so what we're going to be doing here is we're going to be doing a, four, a series of four podcasts um, all about mobile health apps in the region of lifestyle and fitness and giving you some key information about what you should be looking for uh, when choosing an app. Uh, you know, where, where is M Health going? And we might even have some guest speakers, so that's really cool. Um, so today's first topic is gonna be uh, what to look for in a mobile health app. And uh, we're very lucky to have Habiba give us a few of her top recommendations. Oh, what of my, my what to look for in a mobile health app? That was the topic. Okay, so um, <laughs> firstly, I think it's like, you have to set realistic expectations. You have to know what you're looking for in that. So if you're looking for a lifestyle app that's going to be um, for your sleep hygiene, for example, are you looking for something that's going to re-record in you sleeping and how long you're sleeping for? Are you looking for more of like a meditation thing before you're trying to get to sleep with like calm sounds? So you really need to kind of think about what are you looking for? What are the app features that you want? Um, I think that's like the first thing. The second, I would say, is definitely ensuring that you're looking at the recommendations and screenshots of um, the apps when you scroll down on the app store. So um, often you have to take reviews with a pinch of salt because obviously the best reviews will be at the top. But um, looking like to see what other people are saying and also ensuring that obviously not everyone has the same expectations as you do. So you have to be aware of that. Um, but yeah, also looking at the screenshots of the app is actually quite useful, I find, um, because you can, if there's like visuals that you don't really like, you might not want to download that one. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's a lot of good recommendations right there. Um, I think especially talking about the reviews, um, I think I remember reading somewhere that some, that a, a small percentage of people, uh, but some people nonetheless, um, think that when they look at the reviews in a in the app store that actually the app store itself has certified that app so for instance like if you look at Nike Run that uh, the Android store has has certified that but it's actually really important to recognize that that's not the case um, that's actually a big myth um, and yeah so like like uh, like Aviva says you have to listen to what other people are saying about that app and that's a really good way to uh, to understand it. Um, I think also a big thing is, you know, especially with free apps, is that you've got that freedom, right? To try apps, try it out, see whether it works for you and um, test as many as you can, you know, especially if you're very new to like, new to it and you wanna like know, you know, learn how to how to run properly or how to how to increase your, um, increase your daily exercise then you can start off with a variety of apps. Like, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be Nike Run, it doesn't always have to be Strava. It can be simple things like Couch, um, Couch to 5K. Um, but what you need to do is you need to test those apps, see whether it works for you, and uh, go from there. Yeah. Zane, do you have anything else you want to add? Just to kind of go on what Matt was saying, um, I personally find it's kind of a bit of a tried and error thing um, before you get to an app where, um, you know, you're, you're, you're very satisfied with the app. Um, yeah, so te- test, as Matt said, test as many as you can. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I also find that um, looking for apps that are quite personalised are um, 
quite it's quite a good thing to do because for me like I don't really like um sort of fitness apps that are quite negative I find that I respond more to positive reinforcements mm. so when I see apps that you know they kind of fuel people based on like saying you can do this like better because you're rubbish like I don't like that so um having settings that so for example I used um I'll be talking about a sleep hygiene app that I'm next week but I was using Calm and on the background of Calm you can change the um, picture so they had like mountains and they had like a lake mm. and I always I don't know I really like bodies of water so I chose a lake but I think that was really cool that I could change that I, could, I didn't think that was accessible um in all apps but yeah yeah no, um, there's some really cool bodies of water right there um <laughs> definitely I think um no I think that's really true like I think um you know everybody's different and the app that you choose has to be tailored to what to what you want um so yeah no if they have those features try them out see whether it works for you um and then I think I think really if you're really serious about getting fit and you're really serious about you know um adapt adopting a healthy lifestyle you've got to use some like evidence-based strategies mm. i think is the is the real key key goal to it um a lot of these the, the problem that a lot of users really have is that if you look at the app store there are like thousands and thousands of these apps um but yeah you can look at the ratings and yeah you can look at the reviews but you know the really important thing is that does it actually get you to achieve your goal so I think, uh, first of all, you have to understand what your goal is and then see whether that app actually has the facilities, you know, to motivate you, to set your goals, uh, to give you that push that you need. Um, and, and another really great thing is like, does it give you that social support? Because, you know, getting fit is not just um, a one, like, it's not just, it's not just like a thing that, for a lot of people, it's not a thing that, you know, you can do by yourself. You need that, you need that extra social support. Um, seeing other people doing it um, alongside you can be inspiring. And um, if that's something that you respond to, definitely, definitely check that out when you're looking for an app. Um, yeah, Zane, are there any uh, extra things that we could we could do? Do you think when we're choosing that? Well, the, some extra things you could probably do um, is firstly check who made the app. Yeah. So you might want to see um, the other apps they've made. Um, do they have a good reputation mm. um, on the app store? So that would be probably one thing you could do. Um, Another thing is um, you might want to check with your doctor to see if, you know, they uh, recommend the app or if they see... Because there might be apps that they address a similar thing. Yeah. Or they might they may be more suited to your needs. Um, so checking with the doctor, see if they kind of can go into your care and be integrated in that way may be a good thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah, Also, I think that's good. Yeah. Just another thing, um, like my parents, they speak Arabic. Mm. Um, so kind of to get them on board and stuff, um, you can check for language features because that way you can mm. um, get more family on board, more friends um, who may be speaking different languages yeah. and you can actually compete with them that way as well. Oh yeah, that, that is, that's really true. Like accessibility is, is such an important thing um, when it comes to these apps. So that, that's, yeah, that's a really great point right there. Um, and sort of following up on that asking your doctor point, um, you know, uh, we're, we're all sorry we should have introduced ourselves at the start we're all um, medical students actually um, and you know we're being taught about this whole idea of social prescribing about the idea of you know um, we have to become a lot more knowledgeable not just about the medical devices or the tests or the investigations we're running but also about you know um, these little things like mobile health apps and, and how can we 
help our help our population sort of adopt these preventative measures. Um, so yeah, your your doctor will be getting a lot more clued up about these things as in the coming years, and actually, um, yeah, they they might be a really great source of information. So that's that's really great. And um, you said that thing. Um, is there anything else, guys? Yeah, I think um, something that people should be aware of is privacy. Um, when you're downloading an app, whether that's to do with mobile health, often you're putting sensitive information, your height, your age, your weight, mm-hmm. um, ethnicity, maybe any medical conditions that you have. Um, and you know some people don't want all of this information out there accessible to everyone. So making sure that you know, you're downloading something that um, you trust, that you think that has a good privacy policy, and kind of making sure you're reading the terms and conditions rather than skinning it, uh, I think is really important. And you can just simply have a Google and see, has this app got reputable, um, is it a reputable source? Is it going to be something that's selling your data to X, Y, Z? And also, the one way that you can avoid that is making sure that you're downloading apps from like certified app stores like iTunes or Google Play, um, and not just these third-party app stores that are sometimes are kind of fake and they're kind of built to steal your data. So um, privacy is something that people don't really think about when they're downloading a mobile health app, but it is really important, especially because there is a huge amount of sensitive information that you probably won't want sharing with, you know, third parties or your contact lists, etc. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I don't think there is much else. I think um, it's worth mentioning Orca though. Mm. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Orca AI is a is a um, is a company that is essentially working with mobile health apps to try to validate the ones that are useful and the ones that are evidence based. Um, so you know, uh, going back to that point about whether you are keen to get fit and you know whether you're taking those data privacy concerns that Habib was talking about seriously. Um, Orca AI might be a really useful method of finding out what the app is that's best for you. Um, yeah, I think I think we've pretty much covered it, uh, mm-hmm. what it is. But um, yeah, so the, the takeaways are make sure you read the reviews, uh, make sure you test as many apps out as possible, try to find an evidence-based app and, you know, look at your, look at your social network, your, your doctors, your, uh, your friends, your family, and see what they what they think about these apps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but now for the next part of the podcast, we're really we're really lucky because Habiba is going to give us her app of the week. So what this part of the podcast is is that Habiba uh, is going to try out a new app every single week. Yeah, and she's going to give us her her feelings about it. Um, and the first one she's actually she's actually been using the first one for more than. Um, a week and it's shown in her games it's really don't you think, don't you think? it's really impressive uh, Habiba used to like she used to get out of breath going down <laughs> going down the stairs going she, up the stairs going, up, going down go, the stairs that's even worse yeah going down the stairs but now um, now she can run a 5k like I an actually app. can't run a 5k you can't run a 5k no I still can't oh, maybe this app isn't that great but <laughs> Um, no, I think that's just my physical fitness that's not that great. But oh, yeah, so I am talking this week about Zombies Run. So Zombies Run is a new app um, and they basically, the whole thought of it behind it is that it's a running app similar to Strava um, that maps your run, but also has audio information in your ears telling you that there's zombies chasing you and they have seasons of different kind of storylines that um, you can listen to. So so the first storyline is um, set in Able Township. So you click on the first kind of 
season and it tells you that your plane has crashed and that zombies are chasing you and you have to get to the base where all the humans are and pick up medical supplies on your way. So when you run, um, you'll hear this commentary in your voice of the radio reporter in Abletown telling you that the zombies are behind you. And it is quite motivational. It does keep you running. Mm. And then every, like, five, ten minutes, you will pick up a resource. So it will be water, etc. That just... When you're kind of getting, I think it notice, notices when your pace is slowing down and then it tells you that you've picked up an extra resource and that kind of keeps you going. Um, the one thing I do like about it is it does tell you to go at your own pace. Yeah. So that means that even though you're kind of really encouraged to keep running, you don't ever feel like it's, you know, they, they don't want you to put your health at risk, obviously. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning, you set the time that you want to run and the, um, it does map how much you have run, where you have run, um, how long you've been running for your pace so that's really interesting um because before i never really used a running app um i was just doing it off the cuff mm. and i didn't really know how much i was running where yeah. where i was going etc um the only thing i didn't like about zombies run is that there isn't much of a social aspect i couldn't share um so basically when you collect your resources you build yeah. up your town and like my town i'm quite impressed it's quite big <laughs> um i've got loads of like people and they're all really happy but i would like to like share that with all the people that are also using zombies run and kind of compare but i can't do that so i think that would be something that um they could improve on um also the thing that i really do like about it is that when you're having the commentary in your ear um sometimes it has like t- five ten minute breaks yeah. and in those breaks it goes back to like all the music that you were listening to so that means that you can kind of do both at once so it's not kind of I always listen to music when I run because I find it motivational. But mm. um, yeah, and another feature that I really liked about Zombie Run is that this new kind of thing about um, running is you have high, um, what's it, high intensity training. Okay, so yeah. basically, you sprint for a certain amount of time and then you yeah. slow down. So on Zombies Zombies Run, there's an optional setting that will say that there's zombie chases. So you get these t- like periods like five minutes where zombies like chasing you literally right behind you <laughs> and they say run like sprint basically yeah. as fast as you can and then it tells you to slow down and the zombie's gone so i think that's really interesting because high intensity training like interval training is really common within kind of like running right now and there isn't many apps that kind of integrates that into the actual app yeah. um so i thought that that was a really good feature and i really liked that um but yeah i think overall i i'm still using it so it's and it's obviously good do you think it's a good app for beginners do you think um yeah i do because i this was the first app i used and i found it quite easy and it was also fun like i wasn't i kind of intimidated by the strava yeah exactly they're all very like pro and i didn't feel like that whereas this was more of like i could talk about it to my friends and say yo i'm trying this zombie app more than like oh i'm really into fitness and i'm into this like strava app whatever um but yeah like i definitely think it's um accessible for beginners as well especially as you can set the time of your runs and you know the first run you know you can set it for even like five ten minutes which mm. isn't long but yeah yeah no i mean i mean that's great isn't it like as just, in... just out of, just out of interest did the zombie ever catch up to you <laughs> <laughs> um well i wouldn't be here if it did so there you go fantastic fantastic yeah um no that's really that's really great it sounds like a, a really uh creative way to get people to mm. running which i think is really cool um yeah i think do we have anything else left in the podcast guys uh i don't think so no Nothing okay well yeah uh well that's us done for this week but we'll tune in next week and we'll be talking to you about what we'll be talking about the um, future of mobile health apps and then i'll be doing my app of the week on sleep hygiene sleep hygiene so very cool stuff right there okay take Good. care take care bye-bye